Ladies and gentlemen, it's my esteemed pleasure to be with you and, and, and have good times with you. Without further ado, let's get straight to it. This is the 29th week of Think and Grow Rich. Now, we've been doing some different things. And I was talking last week about how whew, I got all these chapters. When I first was exposed to Think and Grow Rich in 2008, I got the CD and it had to set tape side one on it. Someone burnt the CD to burnt the tape to the CD. And I thought I was reading it over and over and over and over, but you know what? I wasn't, but it was good for me because it changed my life. Now, let me say this real quick. I had to read 162 self-help books just to stop being negative. I want all of you to process that information. I was so negative in 2008, kids from the hood. I had to read 162 self-help books. Not to win, to stop being negative, to stop being arrogant, to stop out my own mind thinking that I'm right. How many of you can relate to that? Come on, now this is a very interactive class. You'll be able to talk here in a second. I'm going to do a little monologue, and then we'll open up for a great <clears throat> session. Honestly, and Think Grow Rich was one of those last ones that I read along that journey. And then here's what happened, Pam Norris. I got to all those books, all that knowledge, and then boom, I ain't know what to do with it. As a matter of fact, Jerome, I didn't even understand Think Grow Rich. I was like, I got it. I get it intellectually, but what the heck do I do next? And here's what I did. I went back and reviewed everything I read. I went back and reviewed it. Honestly, I went back and said, okay, up until this point, what do I need to process from this book? Because I've been reading it for two years now and nothing has changed for me. Pause, wait a minute. Let's see if we can rewind that. How many of you have been on the right road for two years and you still haven't seen change? Come on, come on, turn on your cameras if you can. Raise your hands, let me hear from you. You, you get it, because this is where I'm at. I'm setting the stage. I want you to understand that I'm sitting right here reading this doggone book that they say created the most millionaires in the world. And I'm not getting nothing from it. Nothing. So I said, let me review. Let me review. And I, so what we're going to talk about tonight is what my review was, but we got a lot to talk about. I only covered one sentence from the review that I did yesterday. I mean, last week. And now we're going to attack the next two sentences if we can. So if you're looking for a title for the next few weeks, we're going to be in the formulation of a definite and practical plan. This is what I surmised in my own brain. I said, you know what? I think this book is trying to tell me that it needs to be a formulation of a plan. It needs to be definite and it needs to be practical. Now, if you follow me on social media or whatever have you, I'm very practical. I like practical steps to my winning. The sentence I read last week that sparked a two-hour tearful conversation was, I believe that I will have this money in my possession. That's all I read last week. I didn't even finish. I didn't even finish the rest of it. But we were able to change lives and have everybody understand. Here's what I said, Vestine. Very simple. This was the covering of last week. I basically told people, you pray too much. Stop it. So I basically said to people. Now, 
I didn't say prayer was wrong. I said, there's this formula. This is act, believe, receive. And most of you are, you're steady asking. And then you keep yourself in believing mode and you never get to receiving. I want all of you to think about this. If you've been, in the, if you've been on the right road for two years and you know you're doing the right thing, consider that you haven't relaxed your mind or your body to become what you keep believing for. I'll repeat and say that again. This is the whole point of last week, that you have not put yourself into a position to where you can relax and say, wow, I got it. Okay, wow, I am the lawyer before I pass the bar. I'm gonna say it the third time and hopefully you take some good notes and you can receive. Asking is part of the battle, that's the prayer. Lofty prayer, the asking. Then what you do is you go out and you believe, you know what, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna work hard, I'm gonna work hard, I'm gonna work hard. Tempest Smith, my business partner, teaches people around our company, if you think working hard will make you money, the only time you can make money is when you're working hard. Ooh, that should have hurt somebody. That should have hurt somebody. Come on, we getting ready. We getting ready. I ain't even started what I want to read this week. I'm still reviewing last week so all of you can catch up and get with me. Okay? She says, if you think working hard is going to make you money, the only time you can make money is when you're working hard. You see, rich people don't necessarily make money only when they're working hard. And I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to figure it out. How in the world is this book working for everybody but me? Anybody ever felt that way? <laughs> Come on, get, look, look, you might as well, this, this is a real call. It's gonna be some folk cussing. It's gonna be some folk worshiping. Let me tell you, it's gonna be all sorts of stuff in this call. Let me tell you. Have you ever been to the point where you said, here I am, going to church, and the neighbor who don't even go get a new car every two weeks, every two years. Come on now, don't, don't come on now, don't fool me now, right? You, you understand? I've been there. I, here, I, I'm trusting, I'm praying, I'm believing, I'm talking to Allah, I'm talking to those meal. I'm, I'm, I'm just please, God, do something, and your blessing, the same thing you asked for, to hit somebody else. Have you ever been there? Come on. Come on, you got to be there with me. You, this, is, this is how it is. And I'm, I'm sitting here in this state. And I go, what the heck is this book trying to teach me? Because I'm clearly missing it. And what I was missing was relax. I want you all to receive this. Last week, I pulled out $1,000. Okay? I pulled out $1,000 last week on camera, literally counted it. And I put it to the camera. And all you have to do is receive $1,000. Is when Jerome's like, yep, yeah, I got that. That's all me. I so appreciate you. I got, so, I got a place this to go to right now. There's a Capital One credit card. I can put that $1,000 on right now. I understand. I, 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 I get it. <laughs> he said, I'm still waiting on $1,000 in mail. When I give Michelle Washington something, it takes a very little energy to hold her hand out and receive. Pay attention. Receiving takes very little effort. How many of you are walking around in your life 
right now relaxed enough to receive what the universe is sending your way. You're grinding your teeth. You got that pain in your, some of y'all, your fingers is numb right now because you got that pinched nerve in your neck from all that stress. Come on, I'm, I'm, I'm getting, Jerome, I'm going all the way. I'm getting in all the driveways possible. All the driveways possible. You, you, you're you sitting here. You can't feel these fingers right here because they numb from the back of your neck. You, you, your jaw muscles is always tired because you grind your teeth from stress. You got headaches you can't explain because you never walk around relaxed and allowing the universe to give to you. Everybody write this down. You can't receive from a tense body. Come on. You can't receive from a tense body. Think about it. You can't give birth to your child with a tense body. You, 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 you can't do anything tense. You can't. Asking is part of the battle. Believing you can is part of the battle. But at that point, you need to relax and allow good things to flow in your life. I'm talking to somebody right now. I'm talking to somebody. Daryl, I'm talking to somebody right now. You, you, you haven't allowed yourself to relax. To receive the blessing. You haven't allowed yourself. Here you are. You're still talking. You're still building. When are you going to get paid? Don't build. Build and allow money. How many of you can, how many of you can use 100 customers right now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How many of you pastors can use 100 tired paying members right now? I know I'm going to get them. Because uh, that, them ain't regular members. Them is tied paying members. Them different kind of members. You understand? And what you want to do? You better talk, boy. <laughs> there it is. There it is. What you want to do is you want to relax. You don't become the lawyer when you pass the bar. You become the lawyer when you decide freshman year, I'm gonna be a lawyer. All right. Last concept I'll give you before we move on to this week. This is difficult to understand. But if you get this, it will fundamentally change your life. I want everybody right now, repeat in your head or out loud, if I receive what he is about to say, it will fundamentally change my life. Let's go, go ahead right now, repeat it to yourself. If I receive what he is about to say, come on, I see some of y'all saying it, it will fundamentally change my life. You ready for it? Here it go. You graduate and apply for school at the same time. That's hard. See, that's hard. That's hard. So y'all can't get that. You can't get that because you, you, you can't understand that. I'm telling you that graduation day happened the very day you went and applied for school. Can I push it further, Jerome? I'm going to push it further. It couldn't even be no graduation day if you never showed up to the school and applied. I'm starting to get excited. Wait a minute. Let me, let me calm it down. You couldn't even walk across the stage in the cap and gown if you first didn't go through the administrative process. 
I'm going to break it down even more simply. Every time you apply for school, you schedule a graduation. Somebody should have wrote that down. Somebody should have wrote that down. Every time you apply for school, you automatically schedule a graduation. Is y'all hear me? Can I say it a different way for everybody now? Every time you plant a seed, you automatically schedule a harvest. Write that down, y'all. Come on, write it down. Write it down. The planting and the harvest, they happen at the same time. You just have to take your finite body to walk into the harvest. But you schedule the harvest when you plant the seed. I wish I had some folk out there that your, your life ain't working out the way you want it to. Does your organization have a sales team that could benefit from enhanced onboarding and training using artificial intelligence? Quotafox helps companies like IBM, Intel, Hewlett Packard, and Comcast overcome the overwhelming challenge of trying to pick between hundreds of sales initiatives that could increase sales reps' productivity. Whether you're using a sales enablement tool or delivering live workshops, Quotafox will help you rep your sales reps faster using artificial intelligence-powered training tools and coaching. Quotafox offers three core features to sales leaders. One, pre-built templates, so you don't have to spend time creating learning content. Two, AI bots, to ensure your sales teams can apply what they've learned by role-playing with them and giving them immediate feedback all on their smartphone. And three, dashboards, so you can quantitatively answer the question, are my reps getting better? Learn more by visiting onboardfaster.com. Again, that's onboardfaster.com. O-N-B-O-A-R-D-F-A-S-T-E-R.com. You've been judging yourself by your harvest. You, you can't get right from getting right. Let me help you out a little bit. If you plan it now, you schedule it later automatically. I'm trying to help some folk, Michelle. Michelle, I'm trying to help some folk. If you plant the seed, you automatically schedule the harvest. Automatic. It means you already won the moment you thought about it. Mm. There's a person who says it better than me. They call him the Dean of Motivation. You may have heard him. His name is Earl Nightingale. He says it this way. The moment you think it, it's already yours. It has no choice but to be already yours because the universe works that way. He's got this deep voice about him. The moment you think something, it's automatically yours. One more concept before we move forward. I want you to see these two hands I have on camera. Two hands. Imagine these are God's hands, okay? Or whatever you, whatever you perceive to be God. Whatever religion, I want you to perceive it this way. In this hand, on camera for me, it's my I mean, for me it's my left hand. It may look for right for you. It's right for you, okay? So as this right hand, that's what we'll say. This is this is God's hand saying, and Daryl says, I want a million dollars. And the source of this universe goes, sure, okay, let me go grab it. On the way. And through miles and miles of the universe. It's on the way, and then Daryl goes, I can't get no million dollars. I, all right, then. All right, well, here you go. Let me give you this one, what you can't have. I'll do it again, Michelle. Maybe they're going to get it this time. The universe only says yes. There is no such thing as lack. You're always getting an abundance of what you actually want. I want 
a new car. Okay, good. Here you go. But I got these bills. All right, then let me give you these more bills then. And that's what happens. I'll do it a different way. Some of you believe it ain't your problem. Indecision is your problem. Mm. You say, I want a new car. And it never show up in your life because the God you serve, the source you serve, or whatever it be, does it say a new car? Okay, I got plenty of those. Which one you want? See, I can't give you something because you pick from one trillion. I need you to be specific. Vaccine, what kind of new car? Well, I want a Dodge. Okay, I got plenty of Dodges. Which one you want? And you never call into existence. You never get the hand moving this way because you're so indecisive back here. Am I making this plain? I feel like I'm on it, Jerome. I'm trying to make it as plain as possible. I'm trying to make it as plain as possible. But when you when you got that law face, when you say, I want a fully loaded, okay, fully loaded, here's that section. Black Tesla, all right. I got rid of all the other cars, here's that section, okay. And I want it to be four-door, all right, here's the four-door section. And I wanted to have peanut butter seat. All right, that's that one right there. I want it right now. Okay, it's on the way. And then law goes, but I got these bills. All right, let me put that back. Here's the bills you want. All right, that's everything that you missed from last week. And that came from one sentence. I believe that I will have this money in my possession. Can we move forward now? I really want to move forward. Let's move forward. The next thing I wrote down, this is, this is if you're just logging in, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't fathom why the hell this book wasn't working for me. It was bothering me. Why is it everybody else is getting blessed? Here I am doing all the right stuff and I can't get what I want. You been there before? I'm in this doggone network marketing company. Everybody else is promoting the SD and MD and XD. And here I am. I can't even get my three to go get three. I wish I had somebody. I'm, I'm just real examples. I'm telling you, this is, that's a real example of me. I had a list that I had wrote down. And here's how the list works. For, here's, how, here's how my list worked for me. Y'all. My list said one thing. That it said two things. When you make it, I'll come in. Oh, shucky ducky, all right? When you do, when you get to that level, I'll come in. Here's the other second of my list. Man, pay my way in and I'll do it. <laughs> That's what I had to deal with. Why I keep getting this? And then I got defeated. So I had to write down, man, what's going on with me? Why I can't get it? And I went back and summarized the book. And here's the second sentence I want to get to y'all. I'm going to paste it first so we can read it together. But then we got to, uh-oh, then what we got to do is we got to talk about it. So y'all get ready to talk. I paste it first. It says, my faith is so strong that I can now see this money before my eyes. All right. All right. My faith is so strong, Jerome, that I can now see this money before my eyes. Here's the first thing that popped out to me, Jerome. When I was reviewing it, at this time I was taking some, I was taking some languages in, in, in college. I'm taking some languages. 
and they're teaching me how to do what you call sentence diagramming. So I know, I know how, uh, you know, I know the dative and the genitive position. I know how words fit together. I had to take all that stuff. I had to take 16 classes of languages just to get one of my degrees. Six, oh yeah, I was taking, at one semester, I was taking two languages at the same time. I was taking language three, I was taking Greek, and I was taking Hebrew at the same time. Greek three, Hebrew one, it was ridiculous. It was awful. My Monday mornings were messed up. And I looked at this sentence again, and I recognized my mm, and faith were a whole different part of the sentence. My is what you call first person singular pronoun. Faith or pistos in Greek, depending on how you're using it, can be a noun or a verb. And I had to figure out what's going on in this sentence because I'm clearly not getting it. Carol, I don't know what's going on. And I had to recognize that I didn't have no faith that was mine. Robin, I'm coming around this corner. I'm landing this plane. We're about to talk about it. I recognize the problem with think and grow rich is my thoughts with mine. I'm thinking with what they told me to think. I'm thinking through the lens of my grandmother's poverty. She loved me, y'all. Oh, don't get it twisted. And she can show cook a pie. She can cook anything. But she ain't know nothing about no money. And she didn't teach me on purpose, but she taught me all her bad habits. Anybody got some folks like that in your life? They didn't try to do it on purpose. But you learn money don't grow on trees. Actually, it does. It does. That's how we got it. Okay, my faith says this here, ownership, mine, not yours, Jerome, mine, and then faith in this particular sentence was operating differently than what I understood. It wasn't my something. It was a definite thing. When you say faith, that's Miss B faith. When you say my faith, you cancel every other option and you're just talking about yours. I want to ask you a question. How many of you have recognized in this point of your life you don't have your thoughts and you don't have your own faith? Let's talk about it. Jerome, you first. You see, did you see me raise my hand? <laughs> I sure did. You 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 started this thing and you done messed me up. And and I'm saying it's not only to you, but I'm saying it to everybody who's on the call. A year ago, I met you. You've told me three times in that year. Jerome, if you stay on the path that you're on, by the end of 2019, you'll be a millionaire. You say that to me three times. The first time you said it to me, I'm like, yeah, 
yeah, you done made a couple dollars. You got a little business. Yeah, 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 whatever. But the last time you said it to me, something changed. And you know mm, what I realized? About it. Mr. Antonio T. Smith, just what you just said. Because the things that I've learned through this online university and the things that I've learned about myself, just like you said, it came back to me, not you, not ATS. It was all about Jerome. And when I recognized that, I started mm -hmm. executing. I started making it happen. And then I started saying, I said, wait a minute, this ain't got nothing to do with Antonio. This is Come about on, me. Hello. So that's why I raised my hand. I was like, boy, you, you know you preaching to me. You know you preaching to me. That's what's going on. I got an invoice today from CDS, Creative Dump Studios, because you know why I got an invoice today, Antonio? Why is that? Because why when is I that? spoke to her on Saturday, she said, number one, you ready to release your book? I am. Gave her the date when I'm releasing. She said, when am I going to get the first book, Jerome? I ain't seen a book yet. That's what you've been saying, but you've been doing it real mm. nice. She wasn't nice about it, Antonio. I said, within a month, she said, okay. She sent me an invoice today. That's what I'm talking about. And I didn't get your That's permission for, to make that date, nor did I need to get permission to get the invoice. It's all about what I execute, not what Antonio executes. Talk, sir. Come on. Now, I want y'all to hear that. He ain't had to give my permission. Everybody, we write this down. You don't need permission. You just need to notify people. Come on now. Jerome need my permission? He gonna notify me. Now you got two ways to notify people. You can tell them now, or you can do what the wealthy do, and you can tell them when they can buy it. I'm trying to help somebody. If you tell people, now, if Jerome say, you know what, I'm gonna get my book, y'all, I'm gonna get my book. All y'all gonna go, good job, Jerome. We love you so much, yay. And then all that brain juice gonna make him feel real high. And wherever you get your gratification, work stops. I'm talking to somebody. Wherever you get your gratification, work stops. Wealthy people put the gratification on the back end. Don't compliment, don't compliment me until I didn't change the whole product, the whole world. Until it's on the shelf, you won't even know about it. You didn't know I was in India until I showed you. I ain't had time to be telling y'all. Wherever gratification comes, work stops. Some of you are killing your drive because you're receiving your compliments. You get them real early. You can't wait to get them. You post a little pat, post a little status on social media. You get thirty three likes. Push yourself back thirty three days. Mm hmm. You know I ain't lying. That's just how it works. That's just how it works. It's called dopamine. Those likes that compliment that's dopamine. Dopamine is the form of happiness that says, "Whoo, this is so good. I want some more." That's that happiness that devours relationships. You got you a good woman, now I got to have five of them. That's, that's, that, that's that happiness that devours relationships. The, good, the one, she ain't good enough, let me go get six more. That's the wrong kind of, isn't that serotonin? That happiness, that says, this is so good, 
I don't need nothing else. Oh, I just broke it down, Bastine. I'm going to do it again. When you get them compliments, ooh, I need some more compliments. So what you do is you start faking harvest. You stop getting dirty and you start posting about what you're going to do. When you actually complete the goal, that's serotonin. If I had to put it in a church way, that's joy. And joy don't come from my approval. Joy comes from somewhat higher. You hear me? So it had this mind. I understood it was ownership. Then that faith came in. Here's what I realized, Ken. I was praying just so I could procrastinate. I need somebody to write that down. I need somebody to write that down. I was using prayer as procrastination. I couldn't wait to do it too, Daryl. Couldn't wait. I couldn't wait to pray so I could put it in the God that I believe's hands. So if it didn't work, I could blame him. Come on. I, I, it, it, this, is, it, is, is it too real? Because I'm, on, I'm only going to get worse. I'm only going to get more, more truthful. I couldn't wait to say, you know what? It's just not my season. Just not in his will. I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait to get the blame off me. Because if I messed up, I needed you to know it wasn't my fault. Something up their fault. And so I couldn't wait to pray. Some of you right now, I'm looking at the chat. Some of you, you're doing that right now. Let me explain how faith works. You only need faith in two spots. You need faith to get started. And you need faith to keep going. I'll say it again. You need faith to get started. You need faith to keep going. You do not need faith to be blessed. Because once you get started, you're already blessed. I just told you, when you plant the seed, you automatically schedule the harvest. I'm trying to help somebody up in here. Once you get started, you're already blessed. Ain't nobody else moving but you. And if you move long enough, you're going to be all by yourself. I got a, top, I got a few top-ranked podcasts. One in particular, me and Tempest do. It's top-ranked, start brick by brick. We started podcasts back in 2014, right when it first started. You know why I got top-ranked? Not because we was good. Because everybody around us quit. They didn't have five years of content. I literally outlasted my way to the top. I wish I had some folk. If you just keep going, you're going to outlast people to your breakthrough. You need faith to get started. And you need faith to get going. I'm going to break it down even more. You need faith to get started because it reminds me of a book called Peaks and Valleys by Spencer Johnson. Spencer Johnson, y'all. Wrote about this young man in the valley. Carol, this young man had a valley friend, the valley girlfriend, and very valley parents. One day, Vastine, he looked up to the peak. Said, I want to go to the peak. And wouldn't you know it, Vastine? Some valley folk told him how he can't get to the peak. They ain't never been. I was, let me just take a sidebar right here. Folk who ain't never did it will tell you how you ain't going to do it. I know I got degrees, but allow me that colloquialism just for a moment, please. Folks 
who ain't never did it can't wait to tell you how you ain't going to do it. That's what them valley folk did to him. Then he dismissed those values. That's where he used faith. I'm going to the top. Oof. I'm going to the mountain. I'm on my way. Faith. Then he didn't need faith no more, Jerome. He climbed up. He was excited. He saw the trail before him. Excited. Got beat up a little bit, but he was on that adrenaline. It's all good. And then the trail went out. Because now he went where others didn't have the courage to go. Of every mountain, there's a trail. Until you go past the average person's might. With no trail no more, the book says he wanted to quit. And that's where he needed faith again. When there's no trail, you got to have faith one more time to keep going. Can I make it personal? When your family's saying how you can't do it, when they still trying to keep you the 14 year old angry kid you used to be, now you 43. I'm talking to some real folk now. That is when you need to keep more faith. Let me pause right here. James, Errol Jackson, unmute your mic for me. Yo, what's up, Antonio? Tell us what you got, man. Tell us, tell us how this is hitting you. Okay, so with me, I feel like right before I met you, there was like the silver lining around August 2018. Before I met you, that whole year, literally August 2017 or 18, it was a whole year of trying to not work hard, or not work hard, but <clears throat> make money another way other than working hard, because I was working hard for a company. And I feel like, like that whole time, I'm like, yo, I got to figure out how to do this for myself. And eventually, uh, I got promoted at that company. And I was like, okay, fine. I'm not going to do it my own dream yet. I just got promoted. I'm going to climb this ladder and see how it works. And I would always, like, pray and go to before I go to work. And uh, <clears throat> I was like, man, this is God moving in my life. And then, like, I also, uh, like, six months later, I end up leaving the job on my own with no, like, no, you know how they say, don't quit a job until you get another one. That wasn't my Mm -hmm. philosophy. It was like, I can't start my dream until I set myself up. If I quit this job and I don't have no other income, that means I got to make something happen or, or die basically. (laughs) And I feel like, yeah, around that time I died too. I died hard. And then like, it was a, to me, I'm blessed and highly favored because I met you at the right time and then you hooked me up with a job. So it was like, like the fact that my thing didn't work out and this kind of worked out still, it's just, um, I'm seeing it like blessings and curses and I'm not going to like call it either one because I'm just going through it. And it, as long as I'm breathing and I feel like everything's going to work itself out. So it's like, that's my silver lining. That's why it's hidden so hard. Like you mentioned in quitting, but giving up, giving up. I don't feel like I've given up. And before I even get further on that, let me tell you this. So I was with my stepbrother, who was also going to be my social media, internet marketing agency uh, business partner. That's that's what all 2017 and 18 was about for me. We didn't figure it out, and we ended up both going back to work. And I seen him this Sunday, 
And when I spoke to him, we both said this. We had this look in our eye. Everything's good except for one thing. It's not what we've been doing. It's the one thing we have not been doing, which was uh, the the social media, Facebook, um, just every honestly everything you do for your business was what I was learning for my own personal business and for other small businesses to help them with stuff like how do you upload a picture on Facebook? Like we were gonna make courses on that for the older generation, and we stopped. And because of that, here we are, like kind of. Not at square one, but just floating around with all that knowledge. You said this just now. All this knowledge and what do you do with it? And when you said that, mm-hmm. um, of course, in my mind, it's like what got me here won't get me there. I have all this okay. knowledge. I need to learn to apply it. And that's just where I'm at. That's why I feel it so heavy. And I love it because now I'm sitting here like I'm off the job, but I'm still side hustling. And with all this goodness, it's still like what you said only way you make money is is hard work the the light in it for me with the hard work because believe me i don't like working hard but i know it's not that i don't like working hard it's just working hard i prefer to work hard at something i love to do um in the meantime say that again no i just i'm just forgiving you amen okay and um with that being said like working this way is me kind of just going on my own knowledge, either either one or two things. It's either faith and I'm just working through it because I'm not sad about it, I'm not mad or pissed off or anything. It's just one of those, I got to get it how I get it. And I see it's not as bad as, as I, I think it is. And it's also a good thing because I'm learning, uh, I guess, some, some responsibility in the process of doing it. Good stuff. Good stuff, but, brother. Uh, so appreciate you. Yes, sir. Yeah, There's a lot more I can say <laughs> 27 to, on September 19th, 19, 2019. Yeah, 2019. No, not yet. <laughs> All those nines <laughs> in that, that. Let me tell you, boy, you a wise young man. At 26, yeah, we don't even want to talk about me at 26. It'd mess up the whole phone call. <laughs> so the whole phone call. MOD, get ready. I'm coming to you. I want to break this down. Two places you need faith. Two places. Two. Uno, dos. Get started and keep going. Here's the problem. Problem is, you don't know how to receive in the middle because you're so focused on getting to the end. I got to talk about it real quick. I got to talk about it. There's a sacred text. In this sacred text, it says, you know what? You know what, Dr. David Wells? I'll open up you a window, and I'll pull you out just one blessing, just one of them, and you won't have room to receive. I want y'all to think about this for a second, this sacred text. It don't take no faith to find the doggone window and stand under it. That's not a faith battle. That's a moving battle to find the right place. Let me say it the right way. Find where the flow of blessings are and stand there. Some of y'all don't even understand. It don't take faith to be blessed. And what I want you to do is I want you to just throw that thought process out the window. Because the only time you're going to get blessed is when you're full of faith. 
But can I help you out for a little bit? Another sacred text said it this way. This carpenter guy from Nazareth showed up when people were faithless in a room, locked. And if your blessings are only tied up when you're full of faith, then your God can't show up when you don't have it. I'm just trying to help somebody, Liddell. I ain't trying to bother nobody. I ain't trying to bother nobody. I'm just saying. Tippett said his best. I want us to stop blaming God slash universe because we don't want to move. We choose to remain. The window is open. How do we know the window's open? Because you planted the seed. The moment you planted the seed, you opened the window. Now, it was your job not to quit. Every great teacher that's ever come before you has always said, you know what, Dante? Greatest failure is quitting. Get ready, Evadine. Coming to you in about 20 seconds. Heed this fair warning. You've been facing all wrong. You thought faith was something you had to only activate. That's part of faith. Faith is also out there trying to find you, especially if you relax. I'll keep breaking it down. LOD, let me hear from you. Okay, so it's funny that you're talking about receiving because today I was on the bus and I was looking out the window and I'm watching us pull up to somebody that's waiting for the bus, but she's not where she's supposed to be when she's waiting for the bus. She's kind of standing at the back. So I'm just, as I'm watching, I'm thinking, of course, she's going to you know, take a couple steps in front because she knows that when the bus comes, sometimes they, they pass you by if you're not in the stance of, you know, you're trying to take the bus. And so we were there and she's kind of walking, but kind of not. She has her hands crossed and she's just standing there as the bus gets closer. And we literally pass her by. And after we pass her by, she's like, what's going on in my head? I'm like, you weren't, you didn't, you weren't standing like you wanted to get on the bus. Um, and I thought I'd to, I started to think to myself about myself um, when it comes to receiving or missing blessings and stuff. And I'm like, what stance am I in when it comes to what I'm looking to manifest in my life? And mm. as I reflected on that, I was like, it brought me to be aware that I'm at a place where you're going to have to tell me how or what it's about then and what to do if it's not about having faith because I get this feeling and I, I just became aware of it, this feeling, um, for example, if I'm trying to manifest money and every time I think about it, I get this feeling like, <laughs> can it really happen? Yeah. So I'm like, of course, what I, for me, I'm thinking I need faith because something in me doesn't believe that I can do it. So if I'm moving and doing what I need to do, but I don't have the faith, then what, then well, I'm kind of confused. I got you. I got you. Say no more. Get ready, Robin, coming to you next. Faith is not what you've been taught it's been. Faith's not even spiritualized. 
You happen to grow up in church, so it's been spiritualized for you. Faith is the ability to be dumb enough to just keep moving forward and to be smart enough to look backwards and remember the reason you're moving forward. You understand what I'm saying? But we ain't got too doggone smart. We know all the ways stuff ain't going to work. And when we need to just stop being smart, get real dumb, and just move. Just move. And then when, you, when your legs get broken, when you can't think straight, when your heart is broken, and you know all the ways not to move forward, that's when you got to look back. That's when you got to look back and go, I got out of this one. I can get out of this one. I got out of that one. I got out of jail. I can get out these credit card bills. Wish I had some drug addicts on the phone. I, I got off these drugs. I can get out of debt. Two places. Dumb enough to keep moving forward, right? Yeah, so I, so I think you need faith in two places. To keep going, to get started, and to keep going. Get started, you got to be dumb enough to move. How many of y'all are overthinkers with your smart selves? Mm-hmm. And you never move. You never, you never ever move. Because you didn't postulize all the reasons why not to move. <laughs> dumb it down and just move forward. I give you a scientific reason why you should move forward. Newton's first law of motion says, an object at rest will remain at rest until an unbalanced force acts upon it. Now you can inverse that law now. That just means the opposite side of it, okay? If there's a left, there's a right, yes? Okay. If an object at rest will remain at rest until an unbalanced force acts upon it, also known as inertia, it also means if an object is in motion, that object will remain in motion as long as an unbalanced force acts upon it. Dumb people always move forward. That's why C students run the world. A students work for them. The goal is to stop trying to be so right and be so faced. That's how you get started. How you keep moving is you go, the hill is too, it's too, it's, it's too much. My hands, they hurt. And then right there, you look back and say, but I got this high. I can keep going. We've made faith too complex. You don't have to pray no lofty words. You don't have to be the right color. There ain't no right color. Ain't no right side of tracks, no right gender. You are, and that's enough. And anyone who can't handle that, every sacred text, every great philosopher, every great teacher has said the same thing. And since you're in church, M.O.D., I want to say this to you in a church perspective. Don't let your church confuse you of what the Bible actually says. 
And we get so lofty in church. We love the Bible, hate the Lord. You understand what I'm saying? We teach you one thing. And that ain't got nothing to do with the thing. And we didn't get messed up. Because you can't be saved and racist. Can't do it. Can't do it. You can't. You can't. In your religion, can't be saved and hate gays. Can't do it. Can I push your father? You can't be saved and have low self-esteem. Mm. Can't have both. If you're going to have faith, you can't have anything else. This is why faith is so precious. Get ready, Robin, 20 seconds. This is why faith is so precious. Because you can't have faith and have something that's not of faith. But the, we are just us. So we always have stuff that's not of faith. And faith still show up, don't it? But if you convince yourself, the only time faith is going to show up is when you're perfect. You're only going to win when you're perfect. Faith will show up to all of you. Actually, let me say it the way this text says. My faith. So your faith will show up to you as long as you're showing up for you. It's called the law of accelerating acceleration. It means the faster you go to your dreams, the faster your dreams come to you. Robin, let me hear from you. Then Michelle Washington next. Man, that that was deep right there, but um, I'm gonna I'm push it back just a tiny bit, just a tiny bit. I just want to say, I remember when I first walked in and I met you face to face. Last year around this time, it could have been about in March, but somewhere between March and April, um, mm-hmm. we met you at the Les Brown conference and we had a conversation at the conference and I asked, I either I asked, we was having a conversation and, and, mm-hmm. and, um, I'm like, what do I do? And you said, you're not going to want to hear this. And I'm like, well, go on ahead. Like, I've been hit because I've been hit so much with a lot of constructive criticism. So I'm like, well, go ahead. You can't tell me nothing I've never heard before. That's going to, I ain't going to cry in front of everybody. And you said, quit your job. And in that, with you telling me to quit my job, it maybe was about five or 10 minutes. And I realized what I heard by what I was telling you, I heard me defending something that wasn't serving me. And when you say quit your job, it was like, Robin, you're defending what doesn't serve you. I said, I love what I do. It's a passion of mine. But at this point in time and moment in my life, it's not serving me. And it's not that, it's maybe I just didn't know how to get it to serve me. And so I needed the information that you had. And I'm going to tell you this. I went home, had the information, knew how to log in and everything. And I didn't do it. I'm going to tell y'all, I didn't mm. do it. I sat, I sat still for almost six months. And I would kind of, I remember when I first got on, I was like, I don't understand what's going on here. I don't, I don't get this because I'm a full-time hairstylist. I'm no business. I ain't never been really behind no computer or nothing. So I don't understand all of this lingo they talking. So I never got back on. 
So I'm like, okay, six months later, I kind of get on and I, I get on maybe once a week, you know, not showing my face like I'm doing now. Maybe, mm -hmm. you know, and that maybe went on for about three months or so. So here we are, December, and I kind of really start engaging a little bit more. I started honing into my coaching call and talking with Brian and talking with you and just like, hey, I'm showing up, but I'm showing up for myself. But I realized also a year or two ago, I said yes to my life and what I wanted. And when I got introduced to you and I get, got introduced to the ATS Business University, I didn't understand that this was God saying, well, you said yes, so I'm going to give you your answer. And mm. I was refusing the answer because I'm like, my answer shouldn't look like mm. that because that's not what I'm going towards. And I didn't want to believe when God said, yes, it is. You said that you want to be a speaker. You said you want to be a motivational speaker. This is the answer. I'm not going to send you to a hair class to be a motivational speaker. <laughs> and that's what I was looking for. So I tell, it's just like this. We can't go to Popeye's looking for an extra large pizza. It's never going to happen. And we my, do this my, all my. the time. So within the last couple of weeks, I'm gonna so speed up. So last couple of weeks, um, Mr. Dudley from the Dudley Hair Product came in my salon as he always does. And we're having conversation as we always do. And I've been knowing Mr. Dudley like face to face personally for the past 10 years or so. This one time he comes in and we're having conversation. He says, you know what? I have a meeting every second Sunday, every, every second Monday of the month, I want you there. They have, they have to hear what you have to say. So I'm saying all this to say that at first I didn't grasp the concept. I didn't understand what was going on. And for anyone who is new here, you may not understand what's going on, but don't do what I did. Don't get on here and listen to what you're hearing and say, I don't understand, but then you move slow. Someone told me a couple years ago, again, is that if Warren Buffett came to you, even though you don't know him and you don't know anything of him, but you hear that this man has some great stuff for you, he comes to you with a billionaire idea and he says, just link arms with me. Don't ask no questions. Just link arms, you'll find the rest out. So if I would have listened from day one, I know that I would be so much further in my thinking, the way I do business. I would just, just a, I'll be so much further if I would have said, let me just link in arms with everyone and figure this thing out. Cause the answers are already there. God already gave us the answers. We have the problems, we have the answers. We just have to walk into the answer. That is so, that's what I have. So right now, um, starting next month, I will be sitting down with Mr. Deli and his team of people and speaking with them. Um, and it came from me being on the calls and just having the faith and trusting and doing what needs to be done, whether if I understand it or not. Everybody's clapping for you, Robin. Everybody's clapping for you. Good job. Good job. Thank you, guys. Good Thank job. Yes, yes, yes. Every single one of you that's a part of this ATS Business University, y'all have helped me unscramble all this. They say a confused mind 
is a broke mind. And that's exactly where I was. So I'm that's having it. some clear organization going on up in here. Thank you. That's it. So y'all watch this here. I'm finna get Michelle Washington next, but I'm finna call on my friend, Donna Ray. I want to show y'all something. I surmise from this book, you need faith in two places. Get started and to keep going. Donna Ray, unmute your mic for us because y'all don't know. Y'all don't understand. You, you, you just, you know, I don't mean as, as disrespect. You just don't understand her story. And she is literally in her story right now. Donna, yes, I in am. your own way, in your own, I'm not even going to leave you. Can you just tell us what happened and then what happened today? Listen, I popped in with you guys yesterday and I, I, I had been tapped out for a while because I was struggling. And yesterday I knew that I needed all your energy. And I know that you all came into my life at a time that I desperately needed you. I may not have been there, but like you said, Antonio, yesterday, you said, I am watching every one of you. And I have That's been right. watching every one of you because for me, it was life or death. And literally, that's I, not a metaphor. That's, well, no, before you get was, to yesterday, yeah. tell us what happened almost a year ago. October 15th, I sat at Florida Transplant Hospital and was told by a transplant team that I had 12 to 18 months to live because I had pulmonary fibrosis and it was advanced. Sorry, my dogs are- That's all right, advanced. that's all right. They praise them, they so, praise them, it's all good. Yeah, they're, they're happy, happy, happy tonight. So I was told I had 12 to 18 months to live unless I got a double lung transplant. But here's the caveat. A double lung transplant is not like other transplants. I mean, the mortality rate is really bad. And I walked out of there that day and I set my mind to the fact that I absolutely was going to be that small percentage that made it beyond a five-year mark. I set my mind to it. I intended it. And mm. at the three months, I, I was on oxygen full-time. Yep. I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't walk you the attended this class. You attended this class a few times on oxygen. I did. I was spent. But I knew that I would have a future. And I needed to continue to work <laughs> towards it. Brandy, stop. So at the three-month mark, January 21st, I, my levels were even. Now, what I didn't tell them was that I cheated. And I went to Tampa, and I did experimental stem cell treatment. And, you know, I had my pulmonologist and my rheumatologist, I told them I was going to do it. And my rheumatologist says, that stuff's crap. Well, let me tell you, don't let somebody else's opinions become your reality. Les says it mm. all the time. Do not let somebody else's opinion become your reality. So I decided not to tell the transplant team, and 
I asked them, would it disqualify me if I do this? And you know what they said? No, but you better do your research because it's not covered by insurance and it's expensive and it might mm. not work. Well, guess what? It cost me $10,000 that I didn't want to spend, but guess what? Is that $10,000 better served healing me or in my grave? So I said, yes, now, and I'll figure it out later. So I did the stem cell, and my and she's, like, devastated. Okay, keep going. We got it. My levels stayed the same. So they said, we don't know why this is, but we'll see in three months. So today was six-month mark. And I'm supposed to be dead in another six months without a transplant. So I go today and I do all my tests and they gave me my test results to take over to the transplant. And I had the last two series of test results and I'm looking at the numbers and they don't mean anything to me except they had dramatic change. And I text my son and my significant other, and I said, I am either in big trouble or my miracle just happened. Ooh. And I went into that appointment, and guess what? My miracle happened. Whoop. They said, we are closing the file on you. We have no explanation. Ah, but yeah, we don't see this happen, but you are a miracle. Look at so that. here I am. Madonna. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because I'm back and I'm ready Watch yourself. for the next version of myself. And I'm happy. I know that's right. I'm yeah. happy. I know that's right. I'm going to Look. Vegas in the morning. Okay, that's what I was gonna get you to bring up. You said yesterday, she said the craziest thing yesterday. No test results, twenty four hours from them. She got on this call. And Donna, what did you say after you told us, I got to go to Dr. Barr, that you, you dropped the bomb on all of us about Vegas? What you Oh, what, Vegas? Yeah. I, oh, about Vegas. I said, I need to go there because my odds are really good right now. I want y'all to pay attention to this face. That's, there you go. Face. I want y'all to pay attention to this. She showed up yesterday and said, I intend to go to Vegas tomorrow. Because my odds are good. Absolutely. This is before she got the result. So y'all not hear me. She didn't get the result and then shout. She shouted and created the result. Come on, y'all. Somebody. Come on. I sure And this did. is what I'm trying to get across I to sure you. Did. Come on, everybody. Unmute your mic and you give Donna all the love. Yes. I tagged you today and tempted you sure did. because guess what? It is you all who literally they say if you want to accomplish these things, surround people that will help you do that. 
And I may yeah. not have been in your calls, but I was watching and hearing every one of you. And I thank Look you from the bottom of my heart. We and thank I you as well. I got in my car and I bawled the whole way home. Just tears You know what, Donald? Let me do something inappropriate that is also appropriate. Tell us the name of your book and then drop in the chat the link so oh. we can go buy your book. Oh, yeah. Because if you're oh, going to be deaf, we're going to lay down our credit card numbers and support you. <laughs> and it's called Don't Tell Me I Can't. Don't <laughs> Tell Me I Can't. Oh, and guess what? I am now already talked to the publisher and I'm starting my next book. Guess what the title is? Invincible. What's that? Invincible. That's it. Invincible. Now, look, she wrote, don't tell me I can't while mm -hmm. dying and didn't even know she was. Yeah. And then found yeah. out before the book came out, found yeah. out she's going to die. And she mm -hmm. got up and pushed the book. <laughs> don't you tell me faith shows up when you're full of health. You yeah. see what I'm trying to tell you? I'm trying to tell you that if you think faith is what we taught you in the church or wherever you got, mosque or whatever, if faith only shows up when you good, mm -mm. that ain't faith. That ain't faith. Right there in the chat, Deanna looked at it. That's her book. We don't make no money from this. But I'm going to tell you, we do, we do group economics around here in the ATS Business University. And if one of us is in trouble, all of us is in trouble. And if one of us survives, all of us shows our appreciation and we go buy that book. Donna, I we love you. eternally grateful to have met all of you. It That's is it. my That's pleasure. It. Thank you very much, Donna. We sure appreciate you. Thank you very much. I'm going to mute your mic. That's it. The job. Yeah, you want to say something, Law? Hey, what's up, guys? How's everyone doing? I don't usually make Everyone's it to this good. call. I'm usually working, but um, thank you for that word, Donna. Um, it means a lot to me because I'm currently dealing with my father who has pulmonary issues. He has uh, um, Look at that. CDOPD, and he's on oxygen 24 hours a day. And it's only me that's running back and forth to the doctors with him, to the hospital with him. If this goes wrong, he's in a month for hospital, this and that. So you sharing your story, and I did see you on a couple of trainings with the cannula in your nose, and I, and I think you have some type of oxygen-related condition. So for you to share your story, and one of the things that I'm always motivated my father is that it's, it's, it's going to be okay. This is your reality right now, but it's not like that forever. And you just got to continue to push through, push through, and push through. So I appreciate that. That really hit home for me. So that just tells me that I was meant to get on this call tonight. And it doesn't happen often. So that just really set mm. in my spirit because it's tough dealing with someone who has oxygen-related. Um, Inbox me. I will talk to your dad any time. Mm. Thank, you, Thank you, Thank you. Because he needs that. Come on, y'all. Come on. Did y'all hear what she said? I'm like breaking down right now because I'm the only one that's dealing with it, and it's just—it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Y'all can't—you can't script it better. Come on, she said. I talk to your dad anytime. Yeah, she's got. Let me. 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 Let me
That's right. Ah. That's right. And Donna's pain wasn't for her. It was for your dad. Right. Antonio? Yes. Who is that? That's Talisha? Yes, this is Talisha. Go ahead. Let me hear. Get ready, Michelle. I'm coming your way. Donna, I want to say thank you for that. And I'm glad I was uh, texted to get on this call because Mm. uh, I was going through some things earlier and speaking to someone and about my boot camp that I'm trying to do. And they was like, Tushy, you're not going to get pulled out in, in 30 days. You're not, it's not going to happen. That takes months to get done. And da, 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 da. And then we got on God. And he, the person told me, they was like, oh, uh, you, you got to think, you got to be realistic about this. And really? I saw a question, and I say, realistic? And then so I, I text Tempest. I said, I was told to be realistic about this situation of pulling this boot camp off. And I said, the guy told me that God is realistic. And <laughs> Tempest texted me and said, if God was realistic, would there be miracles? <laughs> and I was just like, wow. <laughs> and so to hear after that, after I had talked to Tempest, I got on Facebook and I saw your story, the one you just told. And then you, you get to share it again. I was like, you know what? This is a message. This, this, you have to have faith and stop living this realistic life of any dream that you're trying to do. You can't be realistic living your dreams. You have to have faith and believe that God can pull anything off. And, that, and like y'all say, you have to stop surrounding yourself around people who don't believe that miracles can happen. So thank you so much, Donna. And once you share your story, I shared it with somebody else because there are uh, it's not, it's not the same thing. They have, uh, I think the lady was having breast cancer, but it's with his family, one of his family members. And I said, look, I don't care what it is. It's cancer. And if it worked for her, it can work. <laughs> it can work for anyone. So I told him, listen to it. It's, it's a blessing. And she's sharing her life to uplift like, like law. He, he's not going through it, but his family members going through it. And when your family member is going through something, you're feeling it too. So I told him, here's something to uplift you while your your sister is going through this. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Donna. So thank glad you. you said something, Talisha. Thank you for saying something. Donna, we love you. You just inspired a whole nation. Good job. I want you to pay attention to Donna's story. And I want you to pay attention to what I've been saying. Donna said she had to drop $10,000. Yeah, that's right. This is more than education. She had to drop $10,000. It took faith her to say, let me drop this $10,000. Her other brain said, nah, I'm not going to do that. You need to drop this $10,000. She had to have faith to overcome that small mind. Once she dropped it, she scheduled today's conversation. Let's say it again. When she did this three to six months ago, she scheduled the talk, the breakthrough, the Vegas trip when she dropped the 10000 now, the next part which she had to have faith at was to show up to the biggest doctor's appointment of her life. Ain't no way in the world she just went there, went to sleep like, okay, this isn't big. Man, it was huge. Now she had to have faith to keep showing up to doctor's appointment, to keep saying good morning. You know, when you're having a bad day, good morning is a tough phrase. Come on now. 
Try to say good morning to your kid when you dying. Mom, I'm just checking on you. She got to have faith to go, thank you, baby. I'm feeling good. But nowhere in what I'm saying does she have to have faith to receive the blessing she got today. You've been taught you need faith to receive a blessing. No, you don't. You need to relax to receive a blessing. You need to allow. It took faith to drop to 10,000. It took faith to keep going when good mornings wouldn't so good. But it did not take faith to let that miracle show up. She activated the miracle when she dropped the 10,000. And before she dropped the 10,000, she activated the miracle when she got the bad news and says, I intend to be that little bitty percentage. And if you don't get that, it's all right. We're going to keep going. Donna, thank you very much. Michelle, I just feel like you got something to say by now. Hello, everybody. <laughs> you know what? I'm sick of crying on this call. Y'all about to stop. Now. But let me tell you, <laughs> last night, I was just going to say a little bit, but thank you. Thank you, Donna. I'd like to get your number so my daughter can talk to you. I got mm. a phone call last night. My baby girl said, Mama, get dressed. It was storming. It was raining cats and dogs. My daughter had had a relapse, couldn't breathe. The ambulance was called. We had to go get her. She's okay now, but I'm telling you all, I hate driving in the rain. Can have see. It's like God just, mo I mean, we talk about six o'clock traffic. It's like God just moved the cars out of the way. We had a, sh a clear shot there and a clear shot back. Mm -hmm. I just want to say God gave me this, and he just gives me a, an epiphany every time I get on this call. God told me, when you know your worth, no one can discount you. That's for somebody, but it was meant for me. So I say mm -hmm. that to say these calls are life-changing. Um, again, Donna, I thank you for your test and your testimony because you have blessed. I know three people, me included. And again, I want your information so my daughter can just have a prayer partner because I don't know what it is not to be able to breathe. I know what it is to almost die, but I don't know what it is not to be able to breathe and when my child can't breathe. It's just like I'm I'm fighting to breathe with her. But like I said, we got something here, and I, we just have to keep going and sharing it because this is life changing. Thank mm. you all for allowing me to share. Oh yeah, this is yours to share. We sure appreciate you. Donna, do me a favor. I'm going to mic one more time. She dropped her number in chat. Should you need someone to call on your loved one and encourage them, I believe Donna's qualified. 
I... You got more qualifications than us at this point. <laughs> Donna, do me a favor. I want you to give us you're new now. You, you've been through the fire. You've been purified. You, you, you died and came back. The world don't exactly look the same Exactly the way I feel. Yes. The world don't look the same no more. And I know it because I almost died three, three or four years ago. That's why I'm different. I want you to tell us from your perspective. No, actually, let me do it this way. I want you to give us a word of encouragement on faith and what you think we need to do to apply the kind of faith you applied to get over to your breakthrough. Can we get that? Yes. First and foremost, you need to love yourself enough to believe that anything is possible. Get rid of the opinions of others because I have a plethora of medical people who are just, they're so self-serving because they're making money off of my tragedy. And guess what? Now I intend to break them. So believe in yourself, love yourself enough not to listen to anyone who tells you that it's not possible because my God, I need to live. I have so much left to do on this earth. People need me for this message in itself. I, I mean, I need to be able to give other people the same hope that I gave myself. And my blessings will become other people's blessings because I am absolutely overwhelmingly grateful that I would have the opportunity to help somebody else through the most difficult time in their life to be the miracle that I am right now. Beautiful. What I've done, I was trying to put notes out there of everything you said. I went and I posted it in this order. I found listening. I'm sorry, I'm wrong. First, love yourself. Get rid of the opinions of others. Don't let people make money off your tragedies. People need you. Give other people the same hope. My blessings will become other people's blessings. I love it. I love it. One chat said, I found listening to doctors just to depress you, <laughs> but listen to yourself pushes you past the difficulties. Donna, thank you very much. It's wonderful. <clears throat> I'm excited. And you're just a blessing. Not even in disguise no more. Listen, you'll chuckle about this because I was having huge anxiety and I'm sitting um, outside the transplant hospital waiting for them to call me up and I'm chatting with my son on text. And I told him, I said, my sign just drove by. I know that this is going to be good news because my 2016 white Corvette that I want so desperately just sat outside the window. <clears throat> Love it. Love it. Thank you, Donna. Sure appreciate you. Sure appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen. I got to get to bed. I got to be to Vegas in the morning.
Yes, you do. We sure appreciate you, Donna. Go ahead and get out of here without feeling bad. Love you too. Okay. Bye bye. Now let's. And and that's actually perfect transition because I want to tell you the next part. There it is. We were talking about my faith, right? My faith. Now in the my faithness of things. Hold on, real quick. Can't see whose mic that is. Gotta take care of it. Okay. In the my faithness of things, there is a thing that comes next. It says, My faith is so strong that I can now see this money before my eyes. I can hold it in my hand. I want you to pay attention to that. Don't have it before his eyes. It's not in his hand. But it's before his eyes, and it's in his hand. One more time, Edward I think a few more people are going to get it. My faith is so strong that I can see it before my eyes. I can see it in my hand. For all of you now to pay attention to what I'm about to say about manifestation. All of y'all, most likely, you have manifestation incorrectly. Not that you're trying to. People like me just taught you the wrong way. Manifestation means something that appeared, right? And here you are, you thinking, I got to concentrate, I got to focus for it to appear. It's already here. It's already created. Everything has been created. Ex nihilo, Latin word, out of nothing. It's here. And you don't have to create it. You have to allow it. I'll say it again. Donna's healing already here. You're financially free freedom number already here. The breakthrough your business is looking for, it's here. Because you couldn't think about it if it wasn't. The way it works is this thing and this thing, this Gatorade bottle, Daryl don't want me to be having right now. Here they are existing. Now, this, actually, let me do, let me do it a different way. Let's get two of the same things. Two iPhones. Okay? Two iPhones. Same thing. This is the iPhone in the future. I'll make you know it because I'm taking it off. You can't see it now. This is you. And here you are. And man, I've got to create. This is the iPhone 10. This is the iPhone XR or whatever it is. Who knows? Okay? It's just above the 10. 10 and above the 10, whatever, okay? I've got to get the new one. I've got to get the new one. I'm going to manifest it. No! It's already here. It already exists. How can you think about something that doesn't exist? So you never really thought about what you'd be saying. Thoughts have energy. But 
the energy has to be coming from somewhere and has to be going somewhere. If you think it, it means the equivalent, the equivalency of your thought already exists. If it didn't, you couldn't think it. Don't worry, I'll repeat it, break it down even more. If you're thinking of a dollar amount, it means the dollar amount already exists. Why are you spending all this energy creating instead of allowing? I'm trying to make it, I'm trying to make it work for you. It already exists. You can't have a single thought of something that does not exist. If you want to run for president and be the president of the United States, that possibility exists. Because if it didn't, you couldn't think it. I take you back to Earl Nightingale. Once a man thinks, he already has it. He has no choice because the universe says it that way. It's the truth. It is the truth. If you think it, it already exists. Because you can't have a magnet without another one. If you go left, you automatically create right. Even if you only wanted to go left, your leftness takes you right. In your leftness, you're leaving behind rightness. In your upness, you're leaving behind downness. There's a great philosopher preacher. His name is T.D. Jakes. Maybe you heard of him. He says it this way. The more you chase your dreams, it's also the more you distance yourself from your past. You don't have to distance yourself from your past. It's energy in the wrong direction. All you got to do is chase your dreams. And in the, in the authority of chasing your dreams is also the authority of distance yourself from the past. Manifestation works this way. You don't have to create nothing. It's already here. All you have to do is vibrate at its frequency. This is why Jim Rome says, if you want a million dollars, it's best you become a millionaire. The million dollars already exists. What he's saying is now you need to vibrate at a millionaire. You can't be a millionaire and have a bad diet. Come on. <laughs> Why well, just like <laughs> you you can't you can't be a millionaire and hang with losers at the same time. Hey Antonio, can I speak on that? Sure can. Okay. First of all, I do want to mention this. I didn't even type it fast enough, but like your your voices when you do the Earl Nightingale and the Jim Ron, <laughs> I love it because I listen to those dudes like every morning. I'll I'll go through. <laughs> I listen like this is my lineup in the morning. There's Jim Ron, Tony Robbins, Antonio T. Smith, and Earl Nightingale. All those guys are in my playlist. That's like my new playlist for music nowadays. But um, you got me in some good company, man. I so appreciate you. You, you, I love when you speak on this, like the the millionaire. You can create a course on millionaire habits because that's where I feel I'm lost. Like I walk around, 
with no money in my pocket, yet in my heart I am wealthy. My like the way I I go about the day is like I'm wealthy and and I don't have the money yet. That yet is like I I don't have it yet because I'm developing myself to be able to handle what comes with having that money that I I so-called want or need or however that works. And it's just mm. like, it comes back to the, the habits. I always see myself like I'll get some money and then I'll, I'll think like, what would a millionaire do with this? Even if it was like, I always 10 X what I really, if I had 30 bucks, I think, Oh man, if this was 300 bucks, what would a millionaire do? How to invest or what's the best way to get a ROI on return? I think of things like that Good with stuff. a little money. And You're already there, buddy. Just yesterday, um, I was in uh, the understanding sales training call. Um, and when I was looking at that, I realized I need to budget my uh, money. And that's just one of the parts where like budgeting and, and the millionaire uh, habits would be something to, to talk about in the class. For, for, the, Absolutely. for myself and for everyone else who would need something like that done or help with those topics. Good. That's good stuff, man. I appreciate the idea. I'm definitely going to do that. I'm going to call on a few people real quick, and then someone asked me, how do you allow? So I'm going to ask, answer that question as well. In this order, I want to call on Vastine, and then Robin, then FOD. Thank you, Antonio. Uh, I wrote this down My about job. an hour ago. And this is a quote from Gandhi, and this has been, uh, these words inspire me constantly. And it goes, there are people in the world so hungry that God cannot appear to them except in the form of bread. And when wow. I read that quote years ago, if, if, if that's all God is, is bread to people. You know, if, that, if that's not the poverty mindset, you know, if, if that's all God is, it's just bread. Uh, in my capacity, in my family, I stopped blessing the food at reunions and so forth because, you know, they say, oh, come bless the food. No, uh, let Jack do it. Let Susan do it. Because we, we fall into the trap of allowing our blessings to only, they're so minimal to just we we've made god just a god of bread and there's so much more god is so much more and and uh there, there are times i've awakened uh whether i was in egypt or south africa or australia and i say how did i get here and god is much more than rainbow bread that's all i'm gonna say and thank oh you antonio for, for blessing us thank you Wait, 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 repeat the author and the quote one more time. Oh, my this God. This is Gandhi. There are people in the world so hungry that God cannot appear to them except in the form of bread. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm blown away. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And then Vastine said, we just turning God to the God of bread. <laughs> My goodness. Okay, before I call on Robert and MOD, 
I need somebody who heard that and mine is equally blown like mine to say something. If somebody got something to say right around here, my goodness. I'll say something. <clears throat> okay. Man, oh man, Vaston always got something powerful to say. I just be waiting for yeah. it. See, you see that intensity in his face, and you just like, yeah, I know he's going to say something. And then he lay out some bread. Boy, he telling you how to stop being pigeons, okay? Stop looking for that bread. Get it together, okay? <laughs> Thank you, Vassin. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, we done turned ourselves into pigeons. Oh, man, you so ain't lying. Yo, we got to hung after something more than bread. Oh, my God. That was good. I'm never going to forget that quote ever. I can't wait to say it on stage. I am just absolutely blown away. Robin, I believe you next. Wow. Because man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. God's so other words, hey, other man, words besides bread. Hey, man, that I ain't mad at you. The fact that he just said that about the pigeons, I'm like, I can relate to that because growing up in New York City is full of pigeons everywhere. All we do is feed the pigeons. <laughs> 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 yes, but I wanted to say this. I realized I missed a very important part out of my story was that I had already stated that I was a speaker before I started acting and being more in alignment of me being a speaker so just like um i'm i'm trying to i'm hard i'm, I'm learning how to become better with names use my words but i'm learning how to become better with names but the other lady who was on and she was talking about her already claiming her being healed and being well before the doctors would have come out and say hey you're doing better and like how is this happening for you so you have to, you have to already, you have to be already in receiving of it. It has to already exist to you inside before it exists on the outside. So what I'm seeing is like once I received that I was a speaker, I stopped acting. When I got back, I immediately, when I got back in what, March, April, I stopped acting like a hairstylist and I started acting like a speaker. And that right there, it's like it shift, and I felt everything shift. And so when things started to turn for me, when you know my my father passed away, when the girls in the salon was leaving, when you know when things were just happening, I said, "Okay, I was okay." And it was I look back and I'm like, "Wow, how could you have been so calm about that?" Because I already received it a long time ago before all of the shift happened. But it's the point of receiving it before it happens. So you already gotta be there before it actually shows its face in the universe. So I had to make sure I mentioned that to y'all. That's good stuff, we sure appreciate you. M.O.D. So honestly, I'm so grateful because I feel like I had a breakthrough moment on this call. Um, <laughs> um, I am so damn stubborn. I do not listen to God. <laughs> 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 
he's been trying to get this message through to me like for the past couple of weeks now <laughs> to just keep moving um and it's just crazy because uh i've been so looking at where i am and where i want to be and having faith for where i want to be and having faith for okay knowing that yes i can get out of here but being not content with where i am right now in the moment like can so then i'm in the state of always questioning and wondering when is it going to happen how is it going to happen and i'm not actually and in doing that i'm not actually in any position to receive because at that moment it's not there for me so i'm speaking i'm i'm vibrating as if it's not there for me um and i remember being so worried there's something i needed um by the end of the week and it didn't happen for me and i remember thinking the night before i'm like okay come on god like what is going on why why isn't i thought you, i like i did everything i was supposed to now this is your part like I, how come till today i don't see what i'm asking for and i remember something inside of me is like chill out wake up tomorrow and do what you need to do so i chilled out woke up the next morning and did what i need to do but i'm like but you didn't come through so am i supposed but like even if he did it i was still getting that message of but everything's okay isn't it i was like okay mm. so i'm i'm continuing to go through my day and by the end of the day none of the disasters i thought was going to happen ended up happening yep. and even if i didn't get what i wanted it was still taken care of and i started to look at mm. even my own life and i'm like i'm trying to get this big sum of money so that i can live my best life and do everything that I want to do but I'm like I didn't ask technically for that I asked for my dreams and my goals and all of this to be to help help with that and I'm receiving so many people come into me helping me I'm receiving so many different things to help me with what it is that I'm trying to do and I'm not I'm too busy looking at no but I want that like I really want that so I'm not really even moving because I'm instead of looking at the fact that I'm like keep moving forward as I take a step everything that I need is coming I take a step even if it's not money because I have this idea that money will solve all of my problems so even if it's not specifically money that I'm getting I'll take a step and then a person will show up I'll take a step a word will show up I'll take a step supplies will show up you know and i haven't been looking at that because i'm too busy looking at but i want that you know so this is a breakthrough because i'm like as i'm moving forward and enjoying the process and receiving all of the things that are preparing me to receive what it is that i i i want anyways yeah. it's like i realize i'm like at that point i'm no longer worrying i'm in this state of just receiving 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 you know um and that's where i am right now on this call that's why i feel so happy because i almost want to say okay so you're telling me you're telling me i just have to keep moving forward that's right and whatever i want i can i can get that's right whatever that's i want correct. so that's even like i almost want you to give an example i, I want to put an example in your bible okay 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 delight yourself in my ways and I'll give you the desires of your heart. Mm. That's in there. And I purposely went Old Testament for you. Now let's go new. Whatever you ask in my father's name, 
believe and receive. I can do exceedingly and abundantly above Come all on, man. Come on, come on, come on. I can come keep on. going. Holla. You want me to? Holla, I can holla. go on and on and on and on. Holla, because man. Because nothing, wherever your feet shall tread, I give to you, Ooh, yes, Joshua. Sir. And it's over and over and over. I'll present you faultless before the only wise God. Right? It's over and over and over. It's there. God did not send you to earth to have low self-esteem, to struggle. Now, I'm not saying struggle is not a part of it, but struggle is beautiful when you understand it ain't struggle. It's moving forward. When you were a baby, you couldn't even hold your little loose neck up. You couldn't. You just a little loose neck baby, like all of, all of us, a little, little loose neck. You just kept, kept doing this here the whole time. All you had just loose necks. And you were struggling to hold your neck up. But gravity, which pushes at your body about 13 pounds per square inch, you can, you can handle that 13 pounds around your whole neck. You couldn't do it. But the struggle of gravity allowed you to turn your head. You see what I just did there? The struggle of gravity allowed you to lift your shoulders up high. See, the whole time, what's meant to, to be struggle for you ain't struggle at all. It's meant to make you stronger. You wouldn't even have no muscles if it wasn't for gravity. You wouldn't. None of you women would look good, look good in heels with your calf muscles. If you didn't first hurt the muscles a little bit and get them little, you know, you know what I'm talking about, the little curve you got going on. It's the truth. Men wouldn't have no chest if it wasn't for pain. None of us would be born if, if none of us had an easy birth. You didn't just go, oop, you're out of here, no blood whatsoever. That did not happen. And it struggle gave you life. Struggle ain't supposed to be your life. There is a difference. Struggle gave you life. Struggle was never supposed to become your life. Since you Christian, I'm gonna keep, if you Muslim, I'm coming to you in your, your language. I, I, I know them all, okay? Since you Christian, I'm coming to you in your language. I beseech thee, brethren, under the mercies of God, to present your body holy and acceptable, okay? As a living, sacrifice not a Talk, dead man. one jesus did that now he alive i need you to give your living not your life so when i say struggle gave you life struggle is not supposed to be your living these are two different things you got life so you can have the participle of living the ongoing action with no end in sight here's what struggle really is struggle is holding on to the problem and the solution at the same time. That's all struggle is. You got the problem in one hand and the solution in the other. That's what struggle is. That's Antonio T. Smith Jr.'s definition of struggle. Holding on to the problem and the solution at the same time. Now watch this here, buddy. When I let go of the problem, I ain't struggling no more. I got the right stuff 
and a harvest that don't serve me, that's no longer a problem because I'm going to keep moving forward and I'm going to walk out that harvest that don't serve me with the solution. <laughs> it made me feel too happy. Okay. The goal is to walk out of harvest, not sit in them. If it don't serve you, keep moving. Now watch the same example. Watch this here. Struggle, solution. I'm going to let go of the solution and start, and start doubting, start being right, start being arrogant. Let me get rid of that solution. Antonio's stupid. He'll know what you're talking about. Boop, solution out the window. Now I just got the struggle. Now watch what happens when I keep moving forward. I'm already in the thing that don't serve me, but since I'm holding what don't serve me, when I walk out of what don't serve me, I still got what don't serve me. And every time I walk out of this harvest, I create this harvest. Because I'm still holding on to the doo-doo that don't serve me. I don't walk out the unfresh air, but I still smell manure everywhere. Why? Because it's on my hand. And every clean place I walk to is unclean. Because I got the struggle in my hand. That's it. That's it. Some of us are the same person in every relationship we've ever been, and we keep blaming those people. We ain't even grown yet. 20 relationships, same person. Ain't even got it right. Not one time. Didn't even try. I mean, didn't even try. Same person. Struggle is not necessary. Just because something is difficult don't mean you got to label it struggling. As a matter of fact, let me tell you what I do. Y'all see some of my prayers, I don't ask for nothing. Where I'm at in my awareness, in my faith, I simply expect or demand what I choose to experience. Because I understand if I got to ask for it, I'm admitting I don't have it. And I'm not fit to do that. Because according to Brian in his Bible, cattle of a thousand hills. And I don't got time to know stuff exists all around me and to ask for it. I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that. I notify, hey, this is what I need. I'll take you through the whole process. I need $23,000 in 28 days. Actually, I'm sorry, because I, I never used the word need. I expect $23,000. I expect $23,000 in 28 days. As a matter of fact, let me do a real example. <clears throat> I personally need, me personally, okay? I'm using the word need for right now. I need $117,000 in the next 30 days. In order for Antonio T. Smith Jr. to be broke, I need $117,000 to be broke. Okay, I just want you to process this for a second. To be broke in the next 30 days, I got things to do, people to pay, et cetera, et cetera. I need $117,000. So we're going to use me as a real example, okay? That's the real number I need. 
You follow me, Evo D? That's the real number. Okay? Now, watch this here. I expected $117,000. As a matter of fact, I want a million. But I ain't got time to be broke. I demand into my reality a million, 10 times, 100 times more than what I need. Now, uh, universe, I ain't going to tell you how to do it. Because I know if I do that, I ain't going to get it. I ain't going to tell you how to give it to me. I don't know who's going to come up, but that ain't my problem. My problem is to just know I expect it. Other than that, do your thing, universe. I don't care what you do. By the way, I ain't going to be stressing because I know I'm on the battlefield of my decision. Antonio. It's just like Napoleon. Yes, ma'am. I have a question. When you said that, uh-huh. is, is that the same thing as being specific when you pray to God? Because you said you're not going to ask how. Yes, it, I, I am being specific. I'm also answering the question of how to allow to. I'm okay. also being specific, but I'm coming to the throne bold. Okay. All right. Some of them old church folk know that was the scripture. All right. I'm coming to the throne of grace boldly. There was a story of a young man who conquered the world. This young man took all the world by storm. You may have heard of him. Alexander was his name. He was from Macedonia. They called him the Great. Alexander had a problem with one of his captains. His captains kept losing battles, but Alexander was trying to Get these victories. Bring that captain to me. Alexander said. The captain comes. Captain, what's your name? Uh, sir, sir, it's 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 Alexander. Wait, wait, what? Son, what's your name? Sir, sir, it's it's it's, it's Alexander, General. Don't you dare bear my name and not my attitude. Sent them back. Never had a problem with that captain again. Some of y'all out here bearing Christ and don't have his attitude. I hope you knew I was going somewhere with that story. You bearing Allah and you ain't got the attitude. Come on, you worship Buddha without the attitude. You don't get to do that. You don't get to have faith without faith attitude. That ain't how it works. It works by adopting the vibration of whatever you worship to. But you don't get to have two different vibrations. My grandmother said a friend of everybody is a friend of none. My grandmother old school, she had a lot of old folks saying. She understood. If I let you talk behind, if I let you talk about her in front of me, ain't no telling what I'm going to do when you ain't in front of me. She understood. She understood. She, she, she old school. She wanted me to say, if somebody talked about her, she wanted me to say, hey, 
Don't you say that about my grandmother. She wanted me to have a backbone. She wanted me to act like a leader and a man. She's always telling me, don't no woman want no man that can't lead. That's what she told me. I get out the shower, she rubbed my ankles. Get back in there and take another bath. You're dirty. Don't no woman want no man that's dirty. Took me in the kitchen one day. Grandma, I don't want to clean. I don't want to cook. Girls cook. Boy, don't no woman want no man that can't cook. Constantly, she was trying to tell me, you need to vibrate at the frequency of whatever woman that you want. You need to start now. Somebody missed it, Jerome. Whatever your dream girl is, you need at 14. That's when she adopted me. At 14, you need to be, you ain't getting married yet, but you're going to act like it. You're going to adopt these skills right now. You ain't going to get out of my house and not be able to cook, not be able to clean. You know them rap songs, you don't know these math problems. That's my grandma. Don't worry about y'all, grandma. I'm just talking about mine. Sydney <laughs> say sound like we have the same grandmother. <laughs> She's sure right. <laughs> I'm telling you, you have to believe it and you gotta act like you're supposed to act. So I need back to the story. $117,000. I'm not asking. For what? America is $19 trillion or $21 trillion in debt right now. That also means it's $21 trillion in circulation. And I can't find 117,000 of them? Really? Trillions? Right now, we all on Wi-Fi. And Wi-Fi carry credit card information. Right now, through this jacket and this shirt, I got millions of dollars flowing to me right now, radiation waves and frequency modulation, FM, all that stuff. Specifically, 8.02.11 G, B, or N. That's what your Wi-Fi is operating at right now. Right now. And it's carrying all the passwords, all the money, all the Bitcoins, and I can't find $20? Because I'm not vibrating at it. I haven't allowed myself as a receiver to pick up the radio station with my blessing. So if you want to learn how to allow, do what I do. I expect a million dollars in 30 days. And I don't care how it comes. That ain't none of my business. I'm not stressing. I'm relaxed. And when it show up, I ain't going to be surprised. I got surprised when I thought about it. When it show up, I've already seen and smell what it look like. Because I can see it before my eyes. I can feel it in my hands. I can see the shock on my team's faces. I can see Tippett's new shoes. I'm trying to help somebody, Jerome. I'm telling you. Hey, Antonio, did you ever think you'd be? Yes, yes, I did. I did think I'd be this far because I said it. I have never in my life as a kid, when I was six years old 
in a trash can and everybody forgot me, I'm telling you, law, I ain't got no shame about it. I said I want to be rich and famous so nobody ever forget me again. At six years old, I decided everybody was going to know me and I was going to have a lot of money. Now that everybody know me and I got a lot of money, I ain't shot. I said what I said. That's what Tempest would say. <laughs> and I'm serious. Can now, I add on to that? You sure can. Go ahead. <laughs> it's funny that you said that because I always said since I was younger and I was going before scared that I was going to retire at 30 and I'm well on my way to that. So I truly understand what you mean by that, okay? And I just wanted to add on the last from what Robin had mentioned before, walking in, whatever it is that you say that you are, you have to walk it before it actually comes into fruition. And Jerome and I always have this conversation. When we was at the Les Brown event and they were choosing people for the program, they didn't choose me. I chose myself. I heard my name called. That's why I was standing up there. And then when they counted it off, I was the eighth person. And everybody know eight is my number. Okay? I'm one of eight. I got eight letters in my first, middle, and last name. I was born in 88. I'm the third child. Three plus five equals eight. Did I mention eight is my favorite number? So you got to walk. <laughs> got to walk. All right? This is a real deal conversation. I got to Les Brown Institute. I was quiet. Tempted to say, you know you're killing our blessings, right? Good time out. I'm just sitting up there doing my thing. And that's why we not doing our thing. Because you went there in July quiet. Ain't nothing about you quiet. When you go back in October, you need to show them who you are. I ain't lying. This really happened. You need to show them who you are. Because until, and I quote, you be who you are, you don't create a platform for us. So that's my job. That's my burden, my responsibility. And it took someone who followed me to have to lead me and smack my hand. God can't bless you is what she said. Because you too quiet. He don't even know where you at right now. I'm trying to help somebody. We got we got seven minutes left. I'm trying to help you. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm working my way to a close, Jerome. I'm trying to help you. I, I sat here and punished my team because I wanted to be like somebody else. I wanted to sit back and observe. I ain't in that role. I'm not in a sitting back and observing role. My whole team could quit. Guess who can't quit? Me. I can't. I never get to take a day off. I never get to get sad. I don't get to have no faith. I always have to look six years out. I, mean, I want you to think about. I want you to think about that for a second. To so go back to the story, I need one hundred seventeen thousand dollars. Here's how I communicate. I expect. Now, there's something I always say. I got this from Think and Grow Rich. You should hear. I expect a million dollars in 30 days. Or you just got to kill me. Because you said I'm valuable and you need me. And I ain't got no, I burnt my bridges. 
I'm the warrior on the battlefield. Just like you think can grow rich, it'll be well. I done burnt these ships. Nah, I expect this money. And if you don't give it to me, just take me out of here. Because you know I'm dumb enough to keep going till I get this money. I truly believe God be blessing me because he be like, boy, just here. You know, my nerves. Just, just go on. Take this here. I'm serious. I'm not willing to do nothing that I'm not willing to die for. And that's the difference between me and a whole lot of people. I'm currently running for president of the United States. I'm not trying to plug it. I'm just trying to tell you I'm willing to die for it. You're going to give it to me or you're going to take me out. It just is what it is. If I don't get it, you better find another plan. You better, you better convince me somehow because you know I'm stupid enough to try again. Now, I'm going to keep trying until you take me out. I don't know how to stop. I don't have it in me. I stopped before, and they forgot about me. I was homeless, and I let them keep me there. Poverty never served me a day in my life. Winning never taught me nothing. Only thing winning ever taught me was to be arrogant, comfortable, and superstitious. Only thing winning ever taught me how to be arrogant, comfortable, and superstitious. I thought I was bigger than my britches. I got comfortable and didn't want to work hard. Or I said, let me just keep doing the same thing and then keep working. I bet I sound like some of y'all. Losing taught me everything I ever need to know in my life. But losing ain't got nothing to do with poverty. <clears throat> losing happens on the road to prosperity as well. I ain't come here to lose. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get it until it's given to me. And I ain't telling God how to bless me and all that stuff. I ain't. I want it. I expect it. Make it happen. You said, if I think it, you can do more than what I think. Show me. That's not arrogant. That's quite intelligent. I just exercise huge faith. So I get huge blessings. Don't think small. I don't have time to think small. If, <clears throat> if I wanted something small, I'd be trying to sell y'all right now. Yeah, look here. Get this lesson. Get this blessing. Go back. Figure out somebody else to talk to or to tell you how to get in behind the scenes. As for me, I'm just pouring out. Ain't nobody, I'm not fit to, that, that's a guy. He's in a sacred text again. They call him Joseph. Joseph, peculiar character. I mean, he scared the crap out of me, y'all. Joseph of the Old Testament. Scares the crap out of me. He does. He does. I'm going to tell you why. Because he was in the house called Potiphar's. Mm -hmm. And he said, my master, whew, gave me all this. 
Everything I want is at my fingertips. Look at this. 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 Then he got into a little trouble that wasn't his fault. Went to prison for two years. But I want to tell you something. Scares me for two reasons. Scares me because in prison, he was under the palace. Don't miss it. I'll rewind it. It was Pharaoh's prison, which means it was in Pharaoh's palace. For two years, he was 20 feet below his destiny. <laughs> Some of y'all right now feel like you're in prison, but you're 20 feet below your destiny. I'm talking, I'm talking at least FOD right now. You, 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 you're simply 20 feet below where you're supposed to be. That's why it scares me, because I have a habit of breaking down in prison situations. See, in my wrong mind, I'd have gave up in prison and stayed there. When two years later, I'd have been over all of Egypt. But here's what really scares me. Not me breaking down in prison. What really scares me is that Potiphar's house. He was balling in Potiphar's house. But the palace was his destiny. And I know had I been in that story, I'd have settled for Potiphar's house. I have a chronic habit law of settling. I wouldn't have never went to the palace because I was too scared of the prison. I'm just being transparent. I'm telling you about me. I'd have stayed in $25,000 a year situation. Never got the $25 million a year situation. All because my little mind ain't as strong as Joseph's in any of his minds. I challenge all of you. If it ain't working for you, please consider you 20 feet under your palace. That's how the story went. Pharaoh's prison was also underneath Pharaoh's palace. It wouldn't that far away. You're trapped in a situation that's not even a trap for you. You had to get thrown into prison to get thrown by your promise. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plant better. You can dominate. Thank you, everybody. I appreciate you. We'll see you next time. Love you. Appreciate you. Next Wednesday. I'm not sure if you already know this, but you're already absolutely perfect. You're already absolutely great. And you're already living in massive abundance. The most important things that you have is not what you have. It's not what you do. It's what you know. Because the people who do know what you need to know to leave the middle class, they're in the top 1% and they control 96% of the world's income. 97% of this world is trading time for money and that is not the way to become rich, it's not the way to become wealthy, and it is absolutely not the way to leave the middle class. There are 7.8 billion people in the world right now and they all want to learn how to make money and how to leave the middle class. But the way to become a master at anything is to learn all the rules and then bend them to your favor. Right now in this world, there are 2,057 billionaires. Right now. 
So if you think becoming a billionaire is, a, is impossible, that's 2,057 people that have already proved that impossibility incorrect. And if you think that's crazy, there are 46.8 million millionaires in the world, worldwide right now. Now think about that. 46.8 million millionaires, and that number grows 1,730 millionaires every single day. Money is everywhere. You don't need to max out your credit cards. You don't need to borrow from granddad and grandma. Just look behind me. Look at all the wealth sitting behind me in this junkyard. It's insane how much money is everywhere, and you don't need to go out there and beg, bar, and steal to get it. You just need to know the rules of making money and how to leave the middle class. Essentially, all you need to know is the algorithm of making money, the rules of making money. All you need to know is what to do and how to do it, and you can leave the middle class. Any industry, yoga, golf, underwater basket weaving, clipping fingernails, it doesn't matter. All you have to do is know how to do it, how to get it done, and then find somebody to teach you how to do it, how to get it done, and you will be able to leave the middle class. If you're not getting my point, it's real simple. Whatever you have up here, as long as you understand the rules of leaving the middle class, as long as you understand how to get money, you can take what's up here and get wealthy from what you already have. Right now, the very thing you know up here is already being searched a thousand times a second on Google. Someone right now, actually 1,730 people right now, are gonna become a millionaire from the stuff that you have in your head. Why can't this be you? I mean, it's 1,730 people with your ideas that are no better than you, that are gonna leave the middle class, become a millionaire. Why are you not next? So how do we do this? How do we take what you know and apply it to objective money-making secrets and then allow you to leave the middle class? How do we take you from where you are and let you escape to where you wanna go? So how do we make all this money or take all this knowledge from the Warren Buffers, from the Elon Musk, how do we take everything that everyone before you has done and how do we take all of that and then put it in your head so you can leave a legacy for your family. My name is Antonio T. Smith Jr. 32 years ago, I lived in a trash can. That's right, from six to 14, I had no running water, no electricity, no anything, and somehow I'm in the top 1% today. Not because I had the right background, not because I had a silver spoon in my mouth, simply because being homeless made me learn how to make money. I retired when I was 29 years old. I'm more than likely younger than you. I'm one of the top 1% income earners in one of the richest countries in the world. What I learned how to do when I was six years old was learn how to generate enough money to eat some cookies so I wouldn't die to death from starvation. From there, I learned how to go from cookies to a meal from a meal to clothes, to clothes, to shelter, to everything else that supplied my necessary needs. When I was six, I was forced to learn how to make money, and now that's what I'm gonna do and help you do. I've seen amazing results. I have my own economy, I've homeschooled my own children, and I wrote a book that teaches you every single thing that I know about making money, every single thing that other people know about making money, and most importantly, all the stuff that we don't tell you. Because the truth is, and you know it like I know it, the most honest, the most hardworking, unselfish people on planet Earth live in the middle class. Yet, 
your honesty, your unselfishness, your devout religion going self is not enough to get to the top 1% and that's not fair. The second half of my life has been not about how much money I make, but how I will be remembered from all the money that I have made. And I've been trying to teach everybody how to get out the middle class. I'm the crazy guy famous on the internet for trying to create 100,000 millionaires. I've created eight so far. I got a ninth one on the way, all the way from India. That's pretty cool. And what I want to tell you is something very simple. It's been hard. It's been absolutely hard to help people leave the middle class, not because of the people, because the system would rather keep you being someone else's money instead of you having your own economy and having the money come find and flow to you. It was frustrating because I knew that anybody can make money. And if you knew what I knew, you would change your life. Over the last few years, I built a large following of over half a million people every month that pay me to actually, for me, to give them advice. Well, that's been exciting for me. And the cool thing is, I've created thousands of six-figure earners. I've created millionaires. I've created people who can live their dreams and hold on to their legacies. And now my eyes are on you to create you to what you need to be great. I have been teaching my principles and these principles to hundreds of thousands of people around the world, every country, all continents, and anyone who has taken them seriously, written them down and applied them, have a 100% success rate of leaving the middle class. I've taught these secrets to my following and my inner network, and I've watched them go from four figures to five figures, five figures to six figures, seven figures all the way to eight. Everything that I've ever learned, everything I've ever learned from millionaire mentors, billionaire mentors, and everything I learned from being homeless, and everything that got me into the top 1%, I have placed inside of a book. To date, it is the longest book that I've ever written, the most best book that I've ever written, and that book is called The Richest Man and the Trash Can, and I'm offering it to you today for free. This book is gonna show you how to become wealthy into the top 1% and leave the middle class. This book is gonna give you a step-by-step -step plan if you're 30 years old, all the way to 70 years old, how to get into the top 1%. If you're a teenager, how to get to the top 1%. If you're a millennial, how to get to the top 1%. It's going to teach you how to make six figures immediately, teach you how to get to a million dollars immediately, and all that good stuff. Plus, I'm going to give you the 36 objective laws of leaving the middle class. Plus, I'm going to give you every last one of my secrets that have made me rich. You have to understand that leaving the middle class is the most important fight that you're going to have in your life. And to be honest with you, and you can kind of relate to this, it almost takes $450,000 a year just to be broke in America. And that's just in America. If you don't leave the middle class, which is actually an illusion, then you are gonna have a really hard time. Think about it for a second. Some of, most of you are gonna be watching this are gonna be baby boomers, and you've been sold a bad check. They lied to you. Your retirement was not enough for you to live comfortable, and I'm gonna give you this book for free so you can figure out how to triple your retirement and then quadruple your retirement, and then as Grant Cardone would say, 10 extra retirement so you can live the life that's worthy of you. I want you to remember that leaving the middle class is the most important battle that you could ever face in your entire life, especially for your family. So consider this video, this book, your friendly tap on the shoulder. I want to send you a free copy of this book because I believe that abundance is your birthright. I believe that abundance is freedom. And I believe that this book is right for you. In fact, 
I believe in that so much that I will send you the book for free. All you have to do is cover the cost of shipping. I'll eat the cost, I'll take the loss, and all you have to do is get the book and dominate your reality right now and apply the principles so you can be the best person for your life that is yours. Fill out the form sitting right there to the right. Go ahead, dominate your reality. I can't wait to send you my book. I can't wait to meet you. I can't wait to have you as someone that's been on the journey with me. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plant better. You can dominate.